Hey everybody, it's me, Shannon, with VIP Kid World, and welcome back. I know I've been away for a little bit. <laughs> I have no excuses, just chalk it up to laziness. But I did want to jump back in here, and um, as promised, I wanted to do a follow-up to the finale of the book. I have had the opportunity um, to talk to quite a few other people recently, um, who've read the book or who've also been enjoying the podcast, I do want to just send out uh, my appreciation to everyone who is still listening to the podcast, everyone who enjoyed the book. Um, really means a lot to me that you guys listened and also to uh, hear those, um, those words of encouragement. Really, uh, they really put a smile on my face. So I appreciate you guys so much and uh, all of the uh, wonderful comments that you've made uh, recently. So one of the things that I had mentioned at um, the end of the book reading is that I was hoping for some uh, folks to maybe reach out if you felt so inclined to tell me, how'd you feel about the book? Um, not too many folks reached out, but um, I, I did want to give some of my own personal uh, afterthoughts, I guess you could say. Um, one of the things that I received in an email, uh, and shout out to Alicia, thanks for sending the email. Um, she definitely had a lot of positive things to say about how um, she enjoyed the book and uh, that you know, the idea I was trying to get across, this, this concept of, of culture and understanding the Chinese education system and why that is such a big deal for us. I mean, really, that's the one reason why I always encourage teachers to read Little Soldiers. Uh, it's because I truly do believe that it's hard for us as VIP kid teachers to be able to effectively teach children whose lives we just plain don't understand. Um, especially for those of you listening who have never had any exposure to the Chinese education system or the, the culture in China. I know before I started VIP Kid, no idea. When I started, I never had any desire to go to China or learn anything else. And here I am four and a half years later, having got, already been to China twice. Um, so I do think that it can kind of give you a little bit of a, a jolt into your system of excitement um, and saying, wow, I see that in my own students. And I do hope that that's something that you gain from the book. Um, take some of those examples of, you know, the, the writer's life and her little boy Rainy and, and see if you can find any of those patterns, any of the things that she described from either her child's school or even the other ones. Most likely our students are a little bit more affluent, so you're going to notice a closer connection between our students' type of learning and um, type of education and in regards to what we saw in the book between our author and uh, and her son. Uh, I do think that, though, that it's for me personally, especially the second time around, I can tell that refreshing my memory on those things about, you know, the, the gao cow and the jung cow, which is actually interesting. I've had quite a few opportunities to speak with some of my, uh, my level fives and sixes um, who are maybe getting to that age where they're pretty close to finishing sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, and I've actually had the chance to talk about the Junkao with a couple of them, which was kind of funny because they were shocked that I knew what that test was. So being able to relate to those students and, you know, oh, why are we struggling all of a sudden in this class? Oh, well, I just found out one of my students shifted into seventh grade or eighth grade and, and they made it very clear that 
things, the difficulty level increased drastically once they went from elementary school, which there is usually until sixth grade, um, and then your seventh, eighth, and ninth represented by um, our middle school, uh, secondary school for them. So I think, if anything, we can take um, a relative type understanding. Hey, I kind of know a little bit about it, but tell me more. Um, ask your students to inform you, especially if you're teaching the older kids. It's always a nice t speaking topic. Um, this actually brings to mind something that I had chatted about with some folks in a, in a workshop recently, and it had to do with uh, tests. I have one of my students who we spend a lot of time in class discussing um, his papers, his, his uh, English tests. I think he's a seventh grader. And um, it was very interesting to hear some of the questions. He'll read the question to me and tell me what the teacher said the correct answer was. And it was one of the things that actually shocked me, uh, always something to learn when it comes to the Chinese education system, was how many questions there were that actually were subjective. How many of these questions had a correct and incorrect answers, and yet technically the question was quite subjective. There were multiple answers. I had one where my student was like, oh, I got the wrong answer. I got the question incorrect. And I asked him what he said and then what the correct answer was. And I sat there kind of in awe because I was thinking to myself, there is nothing wrong with either one of those and they could equally be the answer. So, you know, there's a lot of difficulty as I think some of the teachers might be creating tests for our students um, that are honestly you know, multiple choice, but also based off of what the teacher believes is the best answer, which is not terribly uncommon, but you know, we, we do our One of the other things that I thought was interesting, um, and hopefully you found it intriguing too from the book, was the idea that the author talked very succinctly about the differences between you know the education system in China and also that there in here in America but how cool is it for us to be able to blend both cultures to be able to take the things that we know actually work um, from a perspective of research um, and ways of helping students to express their creativity and then use that in the classroom with children who not only need to gain the academic side, but also are given an opportunity to express themselves in a creative way, but in a way that could help them to retain the content for the future. Um, one of that ideas that ran through the book from what I took away from it, especially this second time, um, being able to see how awesome it really is for us as VIP kid teachers to blend our culture and a style of teaching that is drastically different than what students are familiar with while also blending it into together with something that they are comfortable with um, you know doing your best and and you know one of the things that I remember uh, from early on in the book was when she discussed the idea about how children in the, the states would let's say um, she discussed about math, right? And she said that here, if a child is bad at math, the go-to would just be, oh, well, you know, he's just not made for math. You know, I wasn't, my, my child is not good at math because I wasn't good at math. But how different that concept was on the other side of the world in that it wasn't, you had some kind of 
secret affinity for math or science or whatever it might be, but that if you weren't doing well, it required you to work harder. Um, and I think that that's definitely something we can add into our classes. It's not just, oh, well, English is hard. And yeah, sometimes I, I mention that to my students, but outside of it just being, oh, this is difficult, it should, it should be difficult. It's also embracing that idea of you can do anything if you just try harder, if you just push yourself. And once they've given us their trust, hopefully we can help to push them right into that direction of, of uh, succeeding when it comes to some of the more difficult parts of learning and becoming comfortable with the English language. I do hope that you guys enjoyed taking a look at the book. Um, if you are still in the middle of it or you haven't started, um, definitely jump on in there. Uh, if you're more of a, a, a page turner, get the book from somewhere. And um, I hope that it really does um, help you to get closer to your students, to understand them, to fit right into place as the teacher they need. Uh, not just the teacher they have, but hopefully the one that is perfectly suited for uh, for teaching a child uh, that lives right in the center of the Chinese education system. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Please continue to enjoy. I hope to be putting out some more content very soon. Got to jump back into the ABCs of VIPs. But until then, have an awesome rest of the day, and I'll see you next time.